0: Everybody. welcome to listen money matters where the money is made up and the points don't matter my name is matt and i'm here as always with andrew andrew how are you and what are you drinking
1: good dude good i am just finishing off my gunny mac america black lager
0: mm. from warhorse mm. i am the- <laughs> gunny mac gunny That's a uh, cool- that is a cool name though It's a cool name it is
1: dude the bottle's awesome let me the see the burst- bottle what do you got there Beer's tasty. It's got like this military dude on there. He's just like, what's up? I'm
0: drinking beer. That's weird. All right, cool. Gunny Mac, Warhorse. Like it. Uh, I'm drinking water. That is fucking boring. Really... I know. I know. And moving on. And moving on. Today's catchphrase <laughs> is where the money is made up and the points don't matter. That was sent in by Robbie Farlow. Thank you, Robbie. Uh, we love
2: you,
1: Robbie. Do
0: you know where that catchphrase is from, Andrew? No. You, of course you do. You're the, you're
1: the king of all references. Of course so I you even don't. Try people people are like. Do you know who Obama is? I'm like, no. I just ask Matt.
0: Like, yeah, he knows. Yeah. yeah, I know names like the president of the United States. Come on, I, all right. That's it's a it's from. Uh, whose line is it anyway? Oh, okay. Where everything's made up and the points all matter. All right, so. You can send on your catchphrases into our Twitter account, it's at Money Matters Man, and of course you can send them into Facebook if you want, like I ask people to do, and you can find us at Facebook.com slash Uh We are going to talk about a very specific topic today, it's more of an entrepreneurial topic, I think, and on the show we have Jordan Malik, who is a best-selling author and an award-winning Amazon merchant. Jordan, how are you today? Like a thunderbolt in your Cheerios, guys, how you doing? Awesome. What does that mean? Like a Thunderbolt in your Cheerios?
2: Like you a know? Thunderbolt in your Cheerios. You Remember like the old commercials and the kid is having the dreary breakfast and all of a sudden a Thunderbolt comes and his Cheerios shoot out of his bowl? This is before your time. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I say. Like a
0: Thunderbolt in your Cheerios. You know what I mean? I like that's that. What that's what I'm like. I like that. All right. No. So, all right. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Jordan, what are you drinking?
0: Yeah, what are you drinking? Uh,
2: dude, I'm such an old man. I got ginger. Uh, this is old man drink. I got ginger ale in this cup and this is empty. Mm-hmm. And I got, I got uh, tea in the money mug. What kind of tea? We're talking old gray. It's, it's, it's that imitation chai stuff. Ah, the chai by Lipton. Yes, you know? <laughs> 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 and it's so funny. You get the older I get, the more I catch myself. I'm starting to be like an old man. Like my idea of like settling down for the. I used to. I'm nine years sober now. Seriously, but I set me settling down for a. Night of revel- revelry is, uh, is getting into my uh, pajamas and, and nestling in front of the TV with a cup of tea. That's how dangerous. I you
0: think. know what, though? That's, that, that does sound good. And, and congratulations on your sobriety, by the way. And, I, and now I feel terrible for <laughs> drinking beer on the podcast. Well, no, no. I, I,
1: actually, you feel terrible. I'm the only one drinking.
2: Yeah, it's true. That's okay. When I was your age, I was a puddle. It was hard to see me, but I was. Yeah, a...
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I mean, you are an award-winning, award-winning Amazon merchant. What does that mean? Uh, that's a little bit of marketing speak. I mean, I of course. was
2: um, for a couple of years when they were doling out uh, awards. If your sales and customer service marks as a third party independent merchant, which is what they call like third party sellers, 40% of Amazon sales come from guys like me. Okay. Big and small. Okay. Meaning our, our, it's our merchandise in their warehouse. And I was in like the top 25 percentile of sales with all uh, a, a marks on customer service. And I, I'm sure myself and several other thousand sellers get it. But you know, when you're in, you guys can understand when you're in the age of selling information products or even just selling straight products, you got to kind of figure out creative ways to stand out from yeah. the list, That's, that's you know?
1: why we market ourselves as the only personal finance podcast.
2: Yep, the only one. It's- is that true? I didn't. I didn't see that. I saw, I, I saw the. Uh, I love that you're saying the in the podcast, the iTunes description, of your title, the subtitle, running circles around uh, Dave Ramsey and Dave <laughs> and Kramer and yep. and what's it? Sue the other one. Susie I Orman, yeah. So So that's yep. the SEO tactics that they're most blatant. Exactly,
0: exactly. And so, uh, look, I told you this before the call. I have a friend named Ryan Carlson who we just had on the show for Veterans Day. Actually, uh, this well, we're recording this, but it aired on uh, Tuesday. And he is he does what you do. He's a he's an Amazon third party sales. He he buys products and then he ships oh. them to Amazon, and then Amazon ships them to the customer. Right. Correct. So exactly. so I'm literally going to try to channel. Uh, Ryan, through me to 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 ask you questions here because I know that it, right now he's at the point where yes, it makes some side money. It does it does well, uh, right. but I mean it would be amazing to increase his business to make full time money or at least like uh, sure. just as much as he's getting with his job.
2: And so, oh, so he's
0: doing it on the side, like many people do this. Yeah, side-out. yeah, he's doing yeah. it on the side. And he has like he has a, he has an office that he that he built that has a, a laser printer, and you know he, he orders this stuff in and. Okay. Uh, he packages up into the box and he does, it. he does okay. it as professional as possible and then ships okay. it off to the, to, to Amazon t- for sales. And I know okay. he's got his tricks and stuff, but I want to ask you, like, you know, where, where do you get your merchandise from? I guess is the, is the, the first start.
2: The start. Yeah. Um, okay. So it, you're going to get a varied answer depending on who you talk to, but okay. the most okay. of most of us that are kind of still like one or two man operations, we get, our, we get our merchandise in a variety of ways. We'll find stuff, what's called, it's a fancy word, online arbitrage. It's fancy for buying stuff low and selling high. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, right now I'm keeping my eye on some things that, like, that are being on, sold on Walmart for a song. They're, like, t- 30 40% below retail. And my gut tells me this might be a big hit over Christmas. Right? Or if it's, if it's another time of the year and you're, you're finding stuff on clearance from, like, hallmark.com or partycity.com and it's for, like, the holiday, like, six, nine months from now. You'll buy it and store it and then and then send it in. That's one one method. It's called online arbitrage. Another method that I love that many sellers won't touch because it's it's not a set too sexy for them is garage sales and yard sales and estate sales because that's where it's virtually throwaway stuff. The people are that the homeowners are almost throwing it away, and that's when your margins come in like you know eight hundred percent ROI. Or you know what I use ROI in that fashion five hundred percent ROI thousand percent ROI because you're literally buying stuff for a dollar two dollars three dollars new new or used and you're selling it for you know $25, 50 dollars
1: are the are these like eight hundred percent ROI on like a, a twenty dollar mug or are they like eight hundred percent ROI on like a flat screen television you know
2: yeah electronics i typically won't touch because of the problematics around that in terms of the terms of returns or fraud or whatever so no it could be as it could be as something as simple as a textbook junior comes home hands his mom and dad a pile of textbooks and says give put these on the, the your next yard sale and they're a dollar a piece but in reality you know on amazon they're selling used at 80 hundred dollars a piece so so
1: you like literally go to these things with the scanner and you'll scan yes. like the oh dude that's brilliant yeah this
0: is what yeah. this is what ryan does and he was te- you know i've gone to a couple of yard sales with him we've gone out on saturdays just like yard sale hopping via yeah. craigslist and jersey you could throw a stromboli and hit 12 yeah right <laughs> so, yeah 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 that's absolutely true and, and that's what we did so Uh, And he and what he does is he goes and he has this app and I think it's Amazon, right? Because you can scan things with the Amazon app and find out how much they're worth on Amazon. So he would go and like see even if it was a book, but it has to be in good condition. He always looked for stuff that was either good condition or in its original packaging. Is that like sort of a thing? Absolutely. You you hit the nail on the head. And and it could be as
2: simple as something as textbooks. It could be things like, you know, I I bought one of those infrared sunbeam infrared cookers that cooks everything and it tastes like it comes out of the restaurant or whatever. (laughs) And people, you know, people get those things as gifts and they take it out of the box and then they put it back in. Or they use it once and they you you clean it or whatever and it's literally five or ten dollars and it sells for like a hundred, hundred twenty, and when you figure out how to do that all the time, like here in Long Island, it, it's like New Jersey. There's yard sales everywhere. Mm-hmm. Out in California, it's you know 24/7, uh, 365 days a year. And then if you you know my wife and I, just the Amazon business, just selling products on Amazon, that's the equivalent of like. I don't know what the average income is in the U.S. where it's like forty thousand or something. Yeah. yeah, the full-time income, our average household income. I don't, I don't know, but just, let's just say it's forty thousand. You guys should know this, and you're both you're both <laughs> pausing. But but <laughs> let's just say that, let's just say the average average personal income is like forty thousand a year. Our net pre-tax income from just the Amazon business is like seventy for two thousand thirteen. It was seventy six thousand. Wow, that, that, that's after all expenses. You know what I mean? And we, we hardly touch it. We do it, like, uh, on average, maybe 10 or 15 hours a week apiece, if
0: that. Wait, do you, you yeah. it, and wow. what, what is the majority of your, of your time going towards? The majority of, of my time for the Amazon business or just overall? Uh, Amazon business, yeah. The, uh, and, and then
1: also overall. Because yeah. now, like, I don't know. You You're interested All the time, like, you know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You'll have to, have to ask my wife. She's keeping tally because uh, from, from a distance. But, no, um, no the uh, – um, th- no, the Amazon business, um, the majority of my time, I guess, is spent, uh, I guess, prepping stuff for the warehouse, right? So buying buying is kind of easy, right? My wife does a lot of that. She does a lot of the feed on the street stuff and she brings it back and prepping the stuff because it's got to be, mm-hmm. you got to make sure it's packaged a, a certain way within their parameters and labeled correctly and shipped in. And it's going to like eight different warehouses across the U.S. when you have a, a, bulk, you know, a bulk order of stuff or
0: whatever. And when you're first getting started with capital, uh, is it where you just keep where you just keep rolling it into the business until it started yeah, to make a um, profit? Yeah, and I, I have a funny story, uh, an interesting
2: story. I got fired. I worked at the world's largest ad agency, and I got fired. I think it was 2009 or 2010. I don't remember. And I was just dabbling in Amazon part time, mm-hmm. and um, and then uh, I got fired. And I had we had one car. My wife was cleaning houses. She was using the car for that. And um, my father-in-law took me up and down Long Island because there's eight, some like 83 libraries in all of Long Island, right? And um, they all have like little book racks. And, and he would take me to like 10 or 12 in a day and say, you know, buy some books and make some money. I'm going to bury you in the backyard. Take care of my daughter. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That would right, help. Right, right. But um, uh, and and I would go in and I would I would scan books all day, right? And we'd hit like twelve different twelve different libraries in a day or whatever, and come back. And that's what that's what the seed money was for starting. Because at one point I was doing like two grand in profit a week because all I was doing was hitting libraries. Wow. Yeah, coming home and pro and you know buying stuff for twenty five cents, fifty cents. Some books were given away. And, uh, and processing them and sending them into Amazon. And I actually have a video on YouTube somewhere of me showing them my profit from like two weeks. It was like two grand. And that's where the seed money came from is buying stuff that nobody wants anymore and, and, and
0: you know, opening it up to that world market. And that was – you hustled to do that. Like that was a lot of work, that seems. It, it,
2: yeah, it was a lot of work, but it's like I would much rather do that than the political and mental gymnastics that people do in a regular nine-to-five job. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but what yeah, happens
0: yeah. when books don't sell?
2: What do you do with those books? Um, well, that's a good point because ni- I, would just, I would make a rough estimate that 90 percent of the used books that are out there are what we call pulp. They're not worth anything, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, so it is to some degree. It's a, it's a lot of um, finding a needle in a haystack. But the the low hanging fruit, the days of just walking into a thrift store and then walking out with an armful of books worth worth a grand are almost over. Now you just got to get a little more creative in where you find the books.
0: And then what about? Because um, all right, so and then you you got that seed capital, and did you start uh, like? Because I know we've gone uh, with when I was with Carlson, we would go to. TJ Maxx and we would go in the back right. section with all the clearance rack and he would be right. scanning shit just you know and right, and right. stuff that there was multiples of so if there was like a multiple sure. hand cream and he you know it was on clearance for like 50 cents he would just scan it see if it was worth any more than 50 cents and then package right. it but at what point you I can mean, see Andrew's wheels turning about the hand cream. <laughs> <laughs> where are your hands, Andrew? Let me see your hands. Okay. Uh, I can show you one. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and that's the thing. Like w- at a certain point, does it is it worth just picking up anything, even if it makes fifty percent or fifty cents, or is it? Do you like? Do you kind of say, uh, well, you know, you yeah, look. Yeah, you look
2: I don't fall in love with it. Some people, you know, I, I advise a lot of sellers and they say, well, I don't, I don't want to sell toys. I only want to sell automotive or whatever. And it's important what I say don't fall in love with the product or the category because anything with a barcode, you know, I'll, I'll sell anything with a barcode that already sells on Amazon if I can get it for a song. Mm-hmm. So, so, no, I mean, it, it, get, it but it does get to the point where there's some saturation. Now, every, you know, TJ Max was the place to go three years ago and now everybody's doing it. You know what I mean? TJ Maxx will be the hit place again a year from now, right? Uh, book sales, the library of book sales, the big event book sales, right? The, you, you, the competition, you'll see 12 guys with scanners there, right? Three years from now, that, that may not be the case. That's why I went to the – back when I was starting, I wasn't going to the, to the book sales. I was going underground. I was going to the little book racks in the libraries, and they weren't having the sale. Mm-hmm. You dig? So, so I mean, it, there is there is levels of saturation depending on where you are, but the merchandise is literally
0: everywhere. And and do you buy wholesale? Uh, I haven't touched wholesale, really. Uh, really?
2: Yeah, yeah. Because look at you fall in love with the margins, right? So, so we've had having such a a blast with things like what I call retail liquidation. Like, oh, this weekend I'll go out of state. To Pennsylvania, and I'll hit some liquidation stores because there's none, nothing in Long Island. So they're they're retail liquidators or like like grocery salvage stores or whatever. And stuff there's stuff that it's literally like I'll buy cases of something that costs like a dollar a piece or fifty cents a piece. They're selling on Amazon for eight, nine, ten, twelve dollars a piece. So the ROI is like four hundred percent after all the commissions you to Amazon. You're quadrupling your money right so so wholesale is a little different because you get you know ideally the, the problem with wholesales everybody goes online and finds a list of wholesalers and pays $48 for the list and then they contact the wholesalers they don't know what they're talking about there's that's a whole different animal the right way to do it is to try to negotiate exclusives or find a wholesaler that's not out there advertising their stuff as you know for purchase and wholesale right. and those margins typically tend to be of course it's an easier channel for you because you're, you're selling a thousand or two thousand or five hundred of the same thing, but the margins can be thirty percent and fifty percent. You can tie up a lot of your money in wholesale, unless you're really good at. It. And there's plenty of sellers that are really good at wholesale. I'm not one of them.
1: Hmm. So when you hit the streets and, and you're finding these like ridiculous deals because people don't know what their, their things are worth, mm-hmm. uh, does that at all compare to what you do on Amazon or are all the deals literally on the street? Street.
2: Um, I'm, I'm going to need you to rephrase that. You mean like. Like the the stuff that I'm finding like on the street and yard sales, et cetera. I'm turning around. and I'm selling on Amazon, right? Oh, I'm
1: sorry. I'm sorry. Amazon. <laughs> I meant I meant eBay. eBay. So because okay. I I know you go to eBay for at least some stuff to sell. On yeah. Amazon. Yeah.
2: No. Cor- no. Correct. So the interesting thing with eBay is that, um in terms of people selling stuff, it's it's weird because eBay came out with a really user friendly app, uh, to sell. If you're a seller and you want to sell stuff, and the problem is, is that people start, started using that app and they started putting in less and less information They take a picture of an item and they'd sell it on eBay, well that attracts less buyers because buyers want to have, they want 20 pictures and they want all the intimate details of an item. So, So there's that and there's a lot of other kind of shortcuts or mistakes that eBay sellers make when they're posting their product that if you're an Amazon seller you can capitalize on those mistakes or errors or just a lack of information. And, and buy that to resell on Amazon, have it shipped to you and then and then you know buy it win the win the winning bid or whatever, have it shipped to you and resell that on Amazon and in addition to that, there's like a premium the buyers the, the people that are buying on Amazon are like of a premium ilk I'm generalizing versus the eBay buyer, right so so you get right out of the gate, you're probably going to get 20, 30, 40 percent more of a selling price on Amazon' a, a fixed selling price on Amazon than you are on eBay.
1: Hmm. So So I want to give you like an example. So we, we did like a sell your stuff challenge like a month or so ago and I, right. I went through my house and, and I wound up selling about 500 and like Good. I don't know 20 dollars of stuff on eBay. Good. You know, and like, for example, uh, I had a fit. There was a Fitbit that I'd bought originally new, and I think it was like $99. And I was pretty excited to sell for like $35 on eBay. Right. So right. you're saying, like, just as an amateur cleaning out my house, I probably could have gotten 30% more just popping that on Amazon? But, uh, on some
2: stuff, like it, you, like your, uh, your uh, uh, Magnum PI uh, used um, a floral shirt. <laughs> You're not going to be able to sell on Amazon cuz it's used clothing. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. But that may go for a couple hundred bucks on eBay because it's that type of market. what's old is new again, right? Mm-hmm. So there's that type of market, that type of buyer that's out there on eBay, but no, generally merchandise-wise, yeah, you could do significantly better if you had something that was also eligible to sell on Amazon. Um you could probably do 30-40% better because because look at there's things that Amazon has that eBay doesn't have, right? Amazon has their Prime Customers who pay $99 a year for two-day shipping. So out of the gate, That's you That's have- why I
1: get everything from Amazon. Exactly. It's like literally because of Prime. There you go. And
2: so you're willing to pay – a. Pre- you don't know it right now or you may be a frugal person like me, but, but you're willing to pay a premium for just the, the flat cost of the item if you know you're going to get it in two days. I know that I am if I need something in a, in a, in a rush. Right, and then with Amazon, I know as a buyer, I'm not going to get any arguments if I have to return something. On eBay, they have this reputation of of fraud that hasn't escaped them. They have sellers that still, you know, will have like a 14 day return period and a 30 percent restocking fee. Why would I bother? What? Why would I, as a buyer, why would I bother with that if I can go to Amazon and and have my purchase guaranteed? And know that they're going to take it back without any problems.
1: Here, here's the thing. is so, so, like, I've sold on eBay. I sold on eBay, like, way back when it, it, it roughly started, and it was a pain right. in the ass, right? Sure. You know, like, you had to write the whole description. You had to do all this stuff. And I, and I sold the stuff now, and it was really easy. But I guess... When I see Amazon, I feel like there is some like barrier that I because I'm not uh legit enough or something, sure. I, I, I've never tried to list on there. Is it that right. much worse or harder?
2: No, no, no. It's it, if, if anything, generally, it's easier, particularly you know, there's so much that already exists in the Amazon catalog. So if you had a Fitbit and you, as an eBay seller you had to take a picture and you had to write this full-blown description the, the description, the picture is already on the amazon.com product page. and the, there's one page that people go to for your model of, of the Fitbit on Amazon. you're just one of the many sellers that are listed in the used condition or whatever it is mm-hmm. Under, underneath the, the you know the main price'll it'll say it'll say buy this for $99.99 or you can find it used from these sellers. And you're one of the sellers underneath it. So, so no, it literally take in many cases it'll take seconds to list an item on Amazon Hmm. versus 15 minutes to an hour on eBay. Now, that's not going to apply obviously if you got a one of a kind item. If your Magnum Pi red Hawaiian print shirt is not in the Amazon catalog at all, right? Mm -hmm. So, so if you want to sell that, you're better off selling that on eBay just because that's the ideal platform for it. But you're all it's it's a one of a kind item. It's unique. You're going to have to take your own pictures,
0: right? But you're buying. But you're buying stuff off of eBay. You're not selling stuff. Uh, no,
2: I'm, I still sell. Look at e- eBay is still the only place where if, if you've got, um, you know, uh, broken merchandise, one of a kind, vintage uh, stuff that's too big, you know, uh, automotive cars, furniture, whatever, um, uh, f- high fashion items, used clothing. There's a huge market for used clothing. You can't sell used uh, clothing on Amazon. Right, baby items within within the legal, you know, there's baby monitor systems or whatever. You can't sell used baby items on Amazon. So there's still eBay still does twenty three million a day in sales, where Amazon does one hundred sixty six million. There's still a market for plenty of products on
0: eBay. Right. So and and I think one of the things that I'm I'm curious about is how do you get started on either of these things becoming like a a seller or do you have to have a business do you have to what do you have to do no
2: no i mean ebay uh is uh, i mean i haven't applied as i have like four or five selling accounts i haven't done it in years but it's been it's relatively straightforward you don't need to have a business id you can be an individual Mm -hmm. and the same the same thing with amazon you can start selling on amazon as a professional seller but you don't need to have a corporation or a business you just you're plugging in your social security number. I think with Amazon you have to have a social security number and a a, a, cre- a valid credit card and a bank a U.S. bank account. Mm. That's not it's that's that, easy. It is easy. Yeah, it is easy. There Amazon is a little more quality control oriented. Like if you start selling counterfeit DVDs on your Amazon account, you're going to get shut down right away, and you'll never be able to go back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Th- things like things like that. But I mean, it's it's still. I mean, they're they're very friendly. To uh, to sellers and they're, and it's still relatively quickly
0: to join. So, what's the fastest way to ramp up your your business and your selling? I mean, to go from zero dollars or negative uh, amount to say seventy thousand dollars a year, how do you how do you ramp right. that up? What's the fastest way or the most uh, efficient like area to, to do that?
2: Well, I, I, I can talk about the way that I did it was just sourcing the daylights out of, of everything. What do you mean? mean? Okay, so so if my wife and I were doing garage sales one day a week, it'd be garage sales three days a week, right? So and then and then days four through six, she was in the TJ Maxx and Marshalls.
0: Uh, Oh, so it was sourcing products. It was like finding the yeah
2: sourcing products and and sourcing like um, I'd go to a library and talk to the director and and make routine trips one one day a week to go out there and buy you know boxes of books. And just like front loading everything, the mistake that a lot of Amazon sellers do is they'll buy like 3,000 bottle openers and they'll send it all into, into Am- you know, at wholesale and they'll send it into Amazon. They'll sit there twiddling their thumbs waiting for the sale. Mm-hmm. And the key is when you're starting out is to do, or, or anytime, I'm a fan proponent of diversifying. So all different products, new and used, constantly sourcing, trying to find stuff as low as you can get it, negotiating with people. Retailers. I'll give you another example. My wife walked into a gift store at a hospital, and she found Jets Christmas lights, New York Jets Christmas lights on a on a string. And the, and she said, she called me. She goes, Should I buy them? They're five bucks. I'm sure. I said, Sure, get them. and We'll test them out on Amazon. And the the guy was a store owner, and he was talking to her. He's like, Do you want more of these? I have like the 23 cases of them, or something like that. So she bought them. Yeah, she bought them all out. I I, I negotiated with the guy a dollar a set, and we paid a, I don't know 150 dollars. Now they're slow sellers but well, I'm front loading all the time. I'm always sending stuff to Amazon that I paid a dollar for that I have quantity 20, 30 or whatever. And that day that way, you know, if there's 3 weeks that go by and I'm not sourcing at anything, I still have revenue coming in.
0: What do you what do you mean?
2: Oh, okay, okay. So there's some weeks where I don't source any product, right? I, you know, like you take a break. Uh,
1: Cuz he already has 23 boxes of lights. So when we sell, it just keeps, you know.
2: And we know how we know how great the jets are doing, so we know those are hot sellers, right? Sure.
1: So, so,
2: um, no, but there will be weeks where like I run, I, I, I have several other businesses. It's not just the Amazon business and sure. I get up Or my wife, you know, last year was in the hospital for a gallbladder, uh, removal or, or whatever. And so, you know, life happens, things get in the way. So for sometimes two, three, four, five, six weeks, I'm not sourcing anything, but I'm still getting re- deposits from Amazon because my stuff is selling from their warehouse. You okay. Day.
1: Yeah. So do you, do you got, you, you you've, Feel him? Matt? Yeah. Okay. So, so my, my question to you is because in the beginning you were like, um, I only spent like fifteen hours roughly right. doing On average. this, On average. right? Right. So, uh, like, and you, you make seventy six thousand, and that's awesome. And I, I understand you have right. like scale, but where does the rest of your time go? Like, do you like work a normal nine to five? Like, do right. you do other?
2: Yeah, well, I, I have mem- I have membership sites. I have a membership site that called a Find Spotter, and that um, which I, I hardly manage any anymore. I have staff, I have virtual staff that manage it for me, but I have to kind of QA stuff every day. And that that is a site that finds online deals for other Amazon sellers that they can resell on Amazon for a profit, mm-hmm. right? So that that's like that's like one of my bread and butter income streams. I have six Kindle books. I have several eBooks. I'm always writing something new. I have a blog, honestonlineselling.com, that I, I write for. I have my own podcasts. Um, so some you only gen-
1: give 15 hours because like you don't even need to put that much more time in.
2: Yeah. And you know, honestly, I wish I could. I, I honestly wish. I mean, I love the profit potential of books so much that there's a kid named Peter Valley. I call him the Hemingway of FBA. He runs the blog FBA Mastery. He's out in the West Coast. And what that's does FBA all, mean? Uh, Fulfillment by Amazon. Mm-hmm. um and and he uh, and he does books all the time and real creative ways of getting books and the profit potential is huge but it's boring there's only so you know if you go scanning 100 books a day you're going to be you know you're, you're going to be in prison
1: eyes will bleed or something yeah, yeah. exactly so
2: so i mean if i had a choice i'd go back to doing books because the po- the profit potential is so high there's people like me that are probably doing 2 million a year in books absolutely now they probably have a staff they sure, probably have like sure. 3 4 5 people but you know their overheads probably low and they're probably pulling in your know, half a million profit a year doing books. I'm sure that I'm, there's there's plenty of guys out there that are do, that I know that are doing a, a few million a year that they, they started like me but they started years after me and they just duplicated themselves. Mm-hmm. So ideally I'd have five Jordans running around Long Island scanning stuff at yard sales and bringing back nerf guns at a dollar a piece or textbooks at 50 cents a piece. You know what I mean?
1: How do they keep them from running to do their it's own thing then? Yeah.
2: Yeah, uh, some of my peers make them sign NDAs. In most uh-huh. general, most general cases, people are just happy to get a regular job, especially in this economy, mm-hmm. and they have no interest in figuring out. Oh, I don't want to be a corporation. What's this taxes thing I got to worry about? And I got to get an accountant. And I'm not yeah, paying yeah. thirty nine ninety five a month to be a seller. Yeah, you're that talking. Costs, you're you know? talking
0: about having them sign after David's, right? Is that a- what do you call it? After after David's, after David's right?
2: Uh, yeah, after David's yeah, that, yeah. Was that from South Park or something. Yeah, I
1: don't, yeah, I've, yeah,
0: I haven't heard that. But no, it was something we mentioned earlier on the show. It's, oh,
2: it's, oh, it's
1: from our terrible vocabulary. <laughs> oh, it
2: went, it went way over my head. But that yeah. everything goes over my head. I mean, the word "you" goes over my
1: head. So. <laughs> So um, I'm five five, so everything goes over my head. Oh, yeah, <laughs> nice.
0: That was really yeah, good. That a corny joke. <laughs> yes! Yeah,
1: one per episode.
0: Unless you've used the hand cream, right? yeah, of course.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> that,
0: yeah, I was. I, you know, I think. I think one of the things that I'm still struggling with is yeah. like, how does somebody find suppliers? Like, how do you you say you go out and source these things? But like, where do you even? St- I don't even know where the fuck. I wouldn't even start. Like well, besides, like I don't know, a like yard sale, for instance.
2: Sure, sure. There, there, look at there's Facebook groups that are free that are out there where people are giving each other ideas, right? right so, right. Thrifting for Profit has got like 14,000 Facebook members. It's a free Facebook. It's run by Deborah Conrad and, uh, and other Amazon and FBA se- excuse me, Amazon and eBay sellers are on there sharing ideas. So, somebody might say, gee, I went to Target and I found a Batman wrapping paper at a dollar a roll. It's selling for 15 bucks. And you, you go out there and you find it. Or, I was at a thrift store and I found a Sony Walkman and whatever. You know what I mean? So uh, you could you could start there. You could do your own research. You could start online. You know, I, I encourage people. to information's free. If you go to JordanMalik slash resources, I have a lot of links to free stuff where you can learn about how to start selling on Amazon, where to begin.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm you just I'm just that, trying to like, I'm I'm trying to think <laughs> of like. Where if I was gonna start this Amazon business right, sure. right now, like where would I go? Like where where do sure. I start? So it's
2: it's a little too cold for yard sales today, right? Sure. sure. So I would say to you, get it first get yourself an app. The Amazon Seller app is a free scanning app. It's kind of slow, right? Like mm-hmm. Andrew. But the. <laughs> God, you're, you're sharp, dude. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I'm just watching you drink that beer, and I'm getting angry because I'm sober for nine. Oh, damn!
0: Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I, I'll kidding. go like this. You,
1: you won't know if what on my head my head is doing.
0: <laughs> He's drinking out cold ice coffee.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh, geez, don't
2: do that. There goes the hand cream. Okay. Oh, good lord. So no, um, but I, I would say get in. I use Profit Bandit. It's nine ninety nine a month. It's really, really like the these. Amazon seller app on steroids for you to be scanning stuff. And I'd be hitting – there's got to be like 100 libraries in New Jersey. and Because it's New Jersey, not everybody goes there, right? They're going to the nightclub.
0: (laughs) So I'd be hitting – In fact,
1: if you're lucky, you may never enter New Jersey. (laughs) It costs money
0: to leave. But I'd
2: I'd be hitting – I'd be going to every public library. That's that's what I would I would first do with my so, so start with books. So start with books. I I do what I did, and I called up every library in Long Island. I said, "Do you sell used books in your, in your library?" Some said no. Some said yes. Some had like a like a bookstore, literal bookstore inside the library. And I'd go and I'd start scanning books because you're going to find textbooks that are are two dollars that are selling for fifty. You're going to find uh, cookbooks that are out of print that are a dollar that'll sell for fifteen bucks. And the and the persistence pays off. And a lot of people quit. You know, a lot of people go into this like for a week and they're like I didn't find anything or whatever. You got to just o- always be looking. I mean, my wife went to uh, my wife both and I both went to a, a one of those high end patio and garden places, and they had their Halloween stuff discounted at seventy five percent off. We spent hundred and seventy dollars on Halloween decoration stuff that we're not going to sell. This happened like two days ago. We're not going to sell it till next year when it's going to go for six times the price of what we paid, or two, right? Six to ten times the price. Where do you of- store
1: all this stuff? Like, do you do you just have like a massive garage? that's no, I, w- I wish I the- did.
2: I wish I did. In Long Island, everything's measured in like square centimeters. Mm-hmm. So you yeah, stay
1: in Hoboken, yeah? Okay, so you
2: know how it is. So that's how it is here. For we have one room actually that we store some stuff seasonally, you know, off season. But the bulk of the stuff I'll ship into the warehouse because there's storage fees generally. At Amazon to store your stuff at the warehouse until it sells are generally pretty low. I mean, we're we're talking especially for books and media, it's literally like ten cents a month or
0: something. All right, so sourcing is, I think, where people are going to have the the hardest time because, uh, yeah, that sounds like a lot of friggin' work. But you're thinking it's, but you're saying to front load it, so like really go balls to the wall looking and then store like just buying up a a little bit of an inventory. But I think what I'm hearing is timing is also a big factor.
2: Uh, it can
0: be. Yeah. I mean, if you want, you were talking about timing, like for seasonality stuff, well, seasonality like, or, or like you had mentioned the jets thing, right? So you didn't send I, in all of them at once. You sent uh, in a little bit and then you know, kept some, you know, I actually, I actually did. And i and I'm uh, taking a little bit of a
2: gamble there in terms of like, I'm going to be paying storage fees if they're sitting there too long. But the markup is, you know, I paid a dollar piece and they're selling for 15. I'm okay with that.
0: Mm-hmm. I'd rather mm-hmm. have
2: them out of my hair. <laughs> out of my out of my hair, where I, I'm, I'm bald. If nobody's looking, yeah. Um, uh, um but I'd rather have them out of my hair and and risk paying a little bit of storage fees over the course of a year or something. But I got them for a song. I got them for. I mean, to me, a dollar piece is practically free. Is there and any?
0: I, is there any? Yeah, I mean, is there any trick to uh, pricing them on Amazon or changing? You, you can. Can you set your own prices? You can set your own prices anytime. Amazon doesn't do auctions. They're
2: only anything that's like a flat price. But there's there's software out there that will. You know, recommend the price for you. Uh, you know, to re, it'll automatically reprice it several times a day if you're you're in a very competitive space. But Amazon provides a free calculator on online that calculates all their fees. So if you want to sell something for fifteen dollars, you plug it into the calculator, and Amazon will tell you how much they take out for their commission and your storage fees, mm-hmm. et cetera.
0: Right, right. Interesting. So, so I. Uh, yeah.
2: What's your question? You seem stumped. Still,
0: I'm stumped because it seems like it seems like a lot of
2: work. Okay, and that see that's it's interesting that you said that because a lot of people will pull out. <laughs> a lot of people, especially of people, if
1: they don't want to pay for kids. <laughs> exactly, a lot
2: of people will pull out and, and not and not not pursue it because they look at it like I can't. I, I've ha- I have a close personal friend of mine. His wife wanted to start selling on Amazon, and I, I gave her everything. I said, here, start, and this is all the information you need. She's like, whoa, you know. But and she's miserable on her day job. She works in an attorney's office, and and she's like, I I don't want to. People are accustomed to having a a steady paycheck or whatever. After you get going, it's really not a. Now it's like breathing, like figuring out when my wife and I are out doing whatever, and we see something, we're like, our, our mind is like, can we can we source this? Should we source this and sell it? And it's like somebody told me, Jim Cochran, who, who was one of my main influences, still is, he's the one that kind of taught me all this several years ago, like how to think like an entrepreneur. And he said, the money is is literally open the window and the money is like flying around. And I'm like, yeah, what kind of crock is that? When he told me at the first, I was like, what? Or a like wise. John
0: Cochran. Am I <laughs> right? Exactly.
2: Exactly. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, what kind of wise guy thing? I mean, that's easy for you to say, man, you're rich, mm-hmm. you know, but he was absolutely right. I mean, this, the, the stuff. Let's go back to the homeowners. The stuff is throwaway stuff to them. Nostalgia sells. I just did a video of this for my subscribers, right? So the, the stuff that your parents thought was crap and broke over your head or refused to buy for you or threw it in the trash, is it, people will pay through the nose for them. I, have, I gave an example. My wife went to uh, Las Vegas, not for what you think. But she came back and she had... Um, the, the Batman Migo set when we were kids. It was before your time. There was a uh, a toy company called Mego. And they made those eight inch Batman figures, and I had a picture of myself three years old holding it, holding the figures. Mm-hmm. And right,
1: right. They, oh, by the way, I was I was going to say like, how tall are you? Because i one <laughs> behind you. Right? <laughs> oh, this guy here. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm three inches tall.
0: That, that's but, a giant Batman. But, yeah.
2: Um, and, and she paid several hundred dollars for everything. And if you look back in the day, your parents were like, that's crap. I'm not going to buy it for you. If they did, they made you feel bad about it. But nostalgia sells. So so people that, you know, your neighbors who have stuff that's five or ten years old, they're ready to throw out. It's It's money to somebody else. You know what I mean? I mean, the stuff literally is everywhere.
1: So, so all right, let me ask you this because uh, there are antique stores – or I mean like antique and like quotes because it's like uh, kind of antiques. Sure. But there antique stores around here and I'm sure in Long Island because there's like so many hipsters per square mile. Like right. there's not a good deal on any kind of cool antique thing. But I right. went up to the Finger Lakes and there was like – Five antique stores in their tiny town, and they were packed with like it was like a gold. I, I was wow. like, wow, like this stuff is amazing. It's so cheap, but I didn't even consider selling it. I'm just like, I don't right. have enough space in my car. Is, right. is are those things like good on Amazon?
2: Uh, well, antiques are hard because Amazon's really not the platform for that. If you go, if you're ready to buy an antique, you're probably not going to go to Amazon.com for that. You're going to go to eBay. Are you going maybe Craigslist or Etsy or something like that? So, so antiques would be would be difficult because you would have to. Most antiques are a one of a kind thing. You mm-hmm. have to cre- you have to create the listing for the first time in the Amazon catalog. You actually oh, instead of, instead light. instead of the jets lights, which were already there, and mm-hmm. I bought a hundred of them. You have to take pictures and you have to it, creating adding a product to the Amazon catalog, which has X billion products in it already, is a little it's kind of labor intensive. And and again, that's really not the market where the market is. The market's not going to be on Amazon looking for an antique. You know what right. I mean? Right. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, and you it w- Lost? Did I lose you on that one? Or no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. I got you. I got you. No. Uh,
0: <laughs> so um, I guess I want to. I want to end by saying or asking you uh, if somebody wants to get started, whether it's buying stuff off of eBay and selling it on Amazon or sourcing right. it uh, locally and 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 getting like. If somebody wants to get started with this, first question: okay. What is the what do they got to do? Like, what's the like the real basic shit? Like okay. the, the the lean approach to to selling on Amazon.
2: Okay, okay. So Amazon has lots of free resources, and and I don't. If you Google Amazon, open Amazon seller account, or you know Amazon seller start, they've got a bunch of free resources right there that you can download and and learn about what FBA is, and 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 start that way. Okay, and they'll take you step by step how to open up your account, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, e- eBay has the same thing. If you Google, you know, open eBay seller account, same thing. If you want to go, if you want to go deeper, you want to learn, uh, how to, um, buy on eBay and s- buy low on eBay and sell high on Amazon, I have a book for that. It's at Blesha B L E S H A, buy low on eBay, sell high on Amazon.com. It's a $7 ebook. It won't teach you how to open up an account on eBay or Amazon, but it teaches you the method of thinking behind finding eBay products to buy low and then sell mm-hmm. high on Amazon. And then you've got jordamalick.com slash resources. I have for every category of every topic you can think about in terms of selling, I've got mostly free, well, half free, and some are paid resources on that page, jordamalick.com slash resources. So the information's out there. You just got to look for it. And Facebook, if you don't, you don't want to do anything else, go. Look for an Amazon seller Facebook group. There's probably thirty of them now. And then start, and
0: then start going to yard sales. Or like, y- where do you start? Start. Where do you start first? Yard sales. You said libraries, right? Sure. Start at libraries. Start at yard sales. Some people jump right into wholesale.
2: I, I haven't. I haven't done that. But there's plenty of trusted people out there that's selling our information products on wholesale. How to get started doing wholesale? Um, you could go to clearance racks. We still go to clearance racks. Grocery stores. Big box stores. Type in uh, grocery salvage stores in your area. Find out where the gro- the, the salvage stores are, right? Um, where else? Uh, church fairs. You know, mm-hmm. Andrew goes to church every week. He yep, knows about yep, that. Yep. Uh,
1: <laughs> <It's> very. <religious. laughs> I'm a very religious one. Yes.
2: And I and I also say start with your friends and family. Say, do you have a box of, of used or or new CDs, books, games, toys? That your kids don't want anymore, or you don't want anymore. Can I come by and pick them up? I'll take them off your hands. And what happens to all this
0: stuff that you don't end up selling?
2: You can donate it. Okay. You know, okay. you can if it's still in the package, you can give it to you know, Toys for Tots for Christmas or whatever. You give it away. Have a, your own yard sale. You know, I know people that do both. They sell on Amazon and eBay the stuff that they can't sell that they're restricted from or whatever. They say they have yard sales. You know, or they or they donate it.
0: Hmm. That's the thing. So I was thinking, like, what happens when you get all these books? Like you said, like ninety percent of the books are kind of crap out there. And sure, what happens absolutely. when you go buy all these books? You got this room full of books, uh, and ten percent yeah. of them sell, and you are like, well, shit. What do I do with all
2: these books now? Yeah, you take them or take them. Do the right thing. Take them to a recycling center or go go donate them. You know, to your uh, local charity or something. And cool. Or throw, you know, worst case scenario, throw them out.
0: You know? Right. And uh, so, all right. So once again, uh, it's it's give us your website and where people can get started with this, because you uh it's jordan
2: jordan malik dot net dot net mm-hmm. is my my site but the blog is jordan dot com uh and if they go to jordan dot com slash resources they'll they'll get plenty of there's links there that are designated free places to start okay,
1: okay. what what happens if we link directly to jordan dot com slash resources
2: it hey, goes to net it, go, it well, no, no i mean i always no no saying, no, oh. no if you go to slash resources it, it goes right to the jordanmalik.com blog something okay. right, right. Jordan Malick, the, it's it's convoluted i screwed something up somewhere but it's, it, everything works from a consumer perspective <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you have you have a ton of books dude like just Thank you. they're ebooks yeah they're, they're nothing's available in print they're all they're all in the uh, kindle kindle or e- ebook format oh really yeah yeah i don't have anything available in print yet no oh wonderful but,
1: you know, when when I first saw how many books you had, I'm like, oh, this guy! Like, I can't mm-hmm. wait to talk to this guy. But uh, we we've read, talked so read to a some
2: of the group. comments. Read some because people think that some there's a fraction of people that think well, the same thing. I mean, I was going oh, to say <sighs> we talked
1: to we to a lot of people with books, and you
0: actually seem like you seriously know your shit. So, well,
2: oh, thank you. Uh, I hope so.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you're. I mean, and these books are, are these books like a separate business for you, selling the stuff that you write. Yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely. The the Kindle books really don't make a, a lot of money mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. Amazon takes like, I don't know, 30 or 40% or something. Um some of the e- the ebooks that you see they're available like on blessher.com. You can buy like the the downloadable PDF. And I have another like other to- other books that are are uh I have a resell toys book that's now $67. So I mean so, some of the ebooks make me very little, some of them I I do pretty good.
0: Damn. Yeah. Well, I like it, and thank you so much for coming on and then sharing us what your your secrets here. Because uh, I I'm oh man, I want to. I feel like, like I need to start doing this. I know. Why are we not doing this? You guys, yeah, you guys know where you guys know where to start. Yeah, now. it's true. Okay, you call me anytime; I'll we'll give you some help. Okay? Excellent. All right, Jordan. I appreciate you coming on the show today, man. I sure. love the show, guys. Keep it up. Yeah, we'll do. And guys, if you have questions about this stuff, and I'm sure we can answer them or at least pass them along to Jordan, uh, you can go to listen. You can email us at listenmoneymatters at gmail.com and if you like the podcast, and we hope that you do, we want you to subscribe because we do it every single day. A new podcast at 6 o'clock in the morning. Eastern Standard Time. That's Long Island time. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> all, that's every, time. Yeah, at 6 o'clock every morning. And, and if you really like the show, uh, after you subscribe and you're like, this is the best show I've ever heard in my whole life... That's usually what you'll say when you first hear one episode. That's all it takes. You can leave us a review at iTunes or Stitcher, and uh, I'm going to read a quick review from iTunes from William Chan from the United Kingdom. Uh. So, across the pond, as they say, right? That's, a, that's what they say. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, awesome five stars. I like the balance of casualness of the show. E- uh, edutainment is uh, in quotes edutainment would be a good tag M- Very must be a British thing yes very entertaining <laughs> and part of the daily podcast I listen to now so thank you so much William Chan for that it was great and you can check out all our resources that we mentioned here on the show at our toolbox page which you can find at listenmoneymatters.com slash toolbox and of course we gotta give a big shout out and a thank you to Betterment for being our very first sponsor on the show so thank you to Betterment and that's it guys thanks for hanging out with us and of course we look forward to the next episode so later later man.